Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi, happy Saturday. Great Saturday and as gotcha. always... Saturday afternoons, we're talking taxes. Yes, exactly. Fun, fun, fun. You know, I imagine uh, people are at home sitting outside on their lawn chairs next to the pool, the lemonade. They're in the raft. The lemonade's floating by (laughs) on a raft, and they've got the volume cranked listening to tax talk. That's right. On a Saturday afternoon. But as we always say, Jeff, do you pay taxes? Yes. Do I pay taxes? Does everyone listening pay taxes? 99.9% do. Do, unless GE's listening. Yes, and they they're don't. okay. <laughs> they can change the channel. Yes. <laughs> but if you pay taxes, you're going to want to listen to what we have to say this week and every week because there is a book out there called Keep What's Yours that Jeff wrote. There is a show that you're listening to right now called Keep What's Yours. These are the ways that people, individual people, you, me, yes. uh, small businesses, uh, that's what Jeff specializes in, small businesses can keep more of our taxes in our wallets, yes. in our bank accounts, bank accounts. rather place than to have it. <laughs> going out to the IRS, okay? So uh, there are things out there. I always, I always mention this every show. We have uh, a son who is in school right now, and we're uh, socking money away straight from our paychecks into a, a flex spending account and turning around and paying school with that. Yes. Well, <clears throat> that whole flex spending account, has been shielded from taxes. Taxation, yes. And as long as we spend it on school, which is what it was intended for, mm-hmm. the government says, fine, you can keep 24% of right. your money <laughs> uh, up to a certain amount and uh, we'll help, we'll kick in for schooling. Yeah. And there are other things like if you have medical bills that same you thing. know. Yeah. HSAs gonna, work the same way, pre-tax dollars. Health savings accounts. Yes. Uh, work the same way. If you know you, that you've got medical expenses every year, yeah. save some of your money into a health savings account. It's it's take a pre-tax tax, tax deduction on the front side. Mm-hmm. The money grows tax deferred if you invest it, and when you take it out, as long as it's used for medical expenses or pharmaceutical, you pay no tax on it. You're good. Yeah. So there are ways to get around the IRS in certain situations, and they're all perfectly legal. legal. Yes. These right. things were written into the tax code. Written in the tax code. So while they, they gave GE a really nice, well, beneficial <laughs> tax loophole to jump totally the, Totally different stratosphere yeah. of tax. Right. <laughs> GE's flying those jet engines right through yeah. that giant loophole for them. That's right. Uh, they've also made little tiny things. Oh, and I'm not going to even call them loopholes because they're on the books. These, yep. are, these are strictly for us to take advantage take it, if of. You, if you know about them, you take advantage of it. And that's the whole thing. People yeah. just don't know. Exactly. They what, don't know that these things What exist. applies to them, what does not apply to them. Do you remember when you were in high school? Yes. Did they have a, a, a tax Never. class? Never. The, the only thing we did was uh, I remember one time they taught us how to write a check. 
Yeah. And that was it. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm never going to do that. Great. I yeah. For the last 30 years. <laughs> I wrote, che- yeah, I wrote checks for uh, about 20 uh, years and then, yeah. you know, everyone stopped. Yeah. And it's all internet based. Yeah. And you go, oh, I wrote a check. That was a month ago. <laughs> I Venmo now. Yes. You know, uh, so that the only class that they taught about uh, personal finance for us yep. is now obsolete. Ob- completely obsolete. <laughs> they never, never once, and again, nothing against the you know educational system, but they never once got into personal finance. No, and um, I've, I have taught heard. You, hey, here's a tax return. This is what you have to do. Um, you know, and here's basic financial planning. Um, just it was never taught. One on one, yeah. And I have heard administrators. We've had teachers on the afternoon show on Heidi Glass's show. Uh, saying, you know, there are some uh, talks about putting personal finance needs to into the curriculum, but it, it's not there now. Yeah. Uh, and even if Jeff, even if I was 17 years old, somebody taking, threw the, yeah, threw this at me, I'd be like, man, yeah, do I really want to listen? Boring. Yeah. <laughs> I make $15 an hour at the hardware yeah. store. Who cares? I got Who cash cares? in my pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I pay for my car payment. My parents still pay for my insurance. This exactly. is me talking as a 17 yeah. year old. Uh, what do I need exactly. personal finance information for? Maybe a college-level course yeah. uh, as an elective. And that kind of goes off into the finance side. Um, and then which, a lot of that is macro stuff. Yeah. Even, and exactly. It's, it's like, again, if I'm not going into Wall Street. That's I, what most people's opinion are. Hey, I'm not going to go to Wall Street. Why do I ever need this stuff? Right. But, Why do I need to know how applies, the stock market works? But that applies day in, day out. Yeah, if, even if you're not in the finance industry, you still have a 401k. You you gotta, need, I was going to say, if you have you a need 401k, to know how it ticks. Yeah, if you've got a 401k, you need to know how it works yes. so that you uh, can rack up the most money, yeah. so exactly. that when you do go to retire, there's more in there. Exactly. Um, full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> pulling the curtain back, we went and visited Jeff. This is how it works. Okay, Jeff helped us do our taxes. Uh, we had a follow-up to say next year we want to keep even more money, mm-hmm. and we've started implementing those things. But we also came to you from the the wealth advisor yeah. side of things. And, uh, you know, my wife gave you the login to her 401K. You took a look at it. You said, look, you have a good chunk of change out there, Yeah, but it's not making you the money that, that exactly. you should. Yeah. It's in a, a – I don't even know what, what it There's was. It was a in. target date fund. The target date fund. Yeah. It just wasn't, you know, uh, the best thing out there. Exactly. There was, number one, there uh, you could put it into something else. Or number two, maybe we figure out a brokerage account system exactly. that you can go through. Yeah. It's probably all going over people's heads. But the idea <laughs> boiled down. Jeff looked at our finances and said, you could be making more money. Exactly. For your retirement. And that's it. It's And everybody thinks that there's some big silver bullet out there. You do one thing, save you tens of thousands of dollars. You don't ever have to go back and look at it again. It's not, that's not the way it works. Yeah. My it wife's is. kicking herself because she's like, I've been, I spent six years <laughs> doing yeah. this targeted fund. And, you know, what if I had done something a bit more um, aggressive? aggressive. Yeah. 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 Could With I a have a little bit more money. diversification? Not that it's going to save you. And you know, diversification is not going to save you in a market downturn. Um, just going to lessen the blow. That's it. Yeah. So the idea is Jeff can uh, help us tax-wise keep more of our money. And then we visit him uh, on the wealth advisor side, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. And he can let us know 5, 10, 15-year plan. And you say there's no magic bullet. Maybe you set us up with something. And then six months, a year later, when we come and visit you again, you say, you know what? Here's you another option. Add this. Exactly. Yeah. Add this or yeah. subtract that yeah. or Things have changed or things yeah. haven't changed. 
Um, More kids. Right. <laughs> so uh, not yet. <laughs> but uh, even when we talk about uh, inflation, mm-hmm. there are uh, financial things tax-wise and otherwise that we can do based off what the inflation is. Exactly. And if we uh, get this Inflation Reduction Act, which we'll yes. talk about in a second, second <laughs> uh, if the inflation goes down, then we would make a change exactly. based on the new, the lower inflation rate. Exactly. So, so there's the bonds out there that are U.S. government issued that are inflation-protected bonds. Um, latest number, I think, is 9.62 is its, its annual rate of return. Um, $10,000 minimums. Nobody ever talks about these. It's kind of like hidden off to the side. Right. But in today's environment, those things are great. Um, you buy it. It's basically the, the this is the funny part of the joke about it is it's backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. And everybody goes, e. But Yikes. you laugh at it. But if they can't meet their obligations, they just raise taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's that simple. It, the, but, right. The but, government's never going to exactly. default because they won't let itself. They won't. Yeah. So. What's taking place in those is every six months, whatever the inflation rate is, that 9.6 is adjusted. Um, 10000 per person per year is the max you can buy. You can buy up to, I believe it's a $5,000 addition, but that $5,000 addition has to come from a tax refund. So you would have to set your tax return to zero in to get right. a $5,000 refund. Which and I've has already to be, spent my tax return. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be applied to. So I could do it bond. next year maybe. Yeah. Exactly, um, but the idea is uh, these I bonds. You have to buy them from the government directly from the People U.S. Say, Treasury. Why yeah. hasn't my uh, f- uh, a financial guy told me about this? Well, because you nobody, guys don't make nobody's money making off money it. off of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to buy it straight from the yep. government. It's outside. Yeah. I mean, and if you only have ten thousand dollars to invest, uh, sure, might but, be a, a, a safe, if you want to call it safe place to go. It's not market based. Um, it's literally going to pull nine point six. And if inflation ticks up over the next year or so, um, it could go even higher. And that's the unknown out there, as we said. So, so I, I got a text thread with some buddies, and we always talk about uh, real estate and which credit mm-hmm. card has yeah. the best cash back. <laughs> uh, you smoked them with this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I threw out I-bonds yeah. and, uh, you know, crickets. Yeah. Okay, crickets. <laughs> I kid you not, Jeff, two weeks later, another guy on the thread throws a, hey, has anyone seen I-bonds? And I go, what, <laughs> what are we doing here? I've been shouting these yes. from the rafters. And nobody listened. Somebody yeah. came up to me at a party. Hey, did you hear about these iPods? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I told you about them. Exactly. You know, people, it goes over people's heads until they find it exactly. on their own. And you stumble into it and you go, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Right. But so yeah. find out about it here. That would be your, I say, your bond alternative. Because if you buy a traditional bond, a, a single holding, um, and our, most people will buy bond mutual funds. And if you do that, every time that the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, that bond will decrease in price. So they, it works inverse, which means yeah, every the time opposite. the yield goes up, yeah. so you go, oh, I got an extra half a point that's a yield, but your price per bond drops by maybe a full percentage point. Mm. And you go, oh, I just lost money on paper. So the concept is is maybe these I-bonds are that alternative to that bond. Right. So. so it's, a, it's an idea, and if you want to yeah. talk to Jeff about it more, you can always call him, 636-394-5524. He cannot give this to you. This is something, this is an agreement yeah. you we'll make with the federal government. Show you where to go, basically, yeah. to set it up. But, but uh, a 10, 10 grand cap on the I-bond, and if you got any money left over, that's when you talk to Jeff about, well, what should I do yeah. with the rest of this Exactly. Stuff? 
Exactly. So he can help you with your taxes. He can help you uh, as far as investing goes for your future. But I want to talk about recessions. <laughs> it's in the news every yes. day. So technically we're in a recession. And as what of the definition a of a ago. recession is what? Is two negative or, or two consecutive quarters of negative gross domestic product, basically the output of the United States. So we are negative 1.6 first quarter 22, and we were negative 0. 0.0, I think, 0. 0.09. So barely. So skid right by. But barely. still, the, the dictionary the terminal, de- definition, exactly, it says we, we are, are in a recession. recession. But the funny part is yesterday, which would be Friday, the jobs report came out. We added 528,000 jobs to the, the roster. So you go, how in the world can we be in a recession, but yet we're adding jobs at a, at a good clip? So the hallmarks of a traditional recession are uh, job losses. Typically, it's two consecutive quarters, negative GDP. Mm-hmm. You have corporate earnings that start to decline, and then the spinoff of that is you they have start unemployment start to skyrocket. So right. we're at basically 3.4, 3.5, I think is the number, um, and that's the lowest it's been um, since World War II, right. um, which is kind of crazy. But So that's kind of that setup to say – is is a recession coming? And and honestly, I, everything that I watch media wise, um, it's almost like we're trying to talk ourselves into a recession. It almost seems that way. Now the economists are saying a true recession when this all kind of I say blows up could be mid twenty twenty three, early twenty four at best. So this time next year, mm-hmm. it could start to fall apart. Maybe we'll see some job losses and everything. Yes. So we've seen job losses, but it's from uh, real estate, or real estate sector. Um, some at, like J.P. Morgan just laid off a thousand mortgage brokers, but that's because interest rates have spiked. A lot of people have backed off from doing mortgage applications. Going to buy a house because yeah. it was it was, money was cheap, three and, and, and a half, yeah. yeah. And now it's uh, upwards of five. Yeah, I'll so stay where I'm at. I'm fine. I won't do it. Yeah, exactly. And they stay right where you're at. So they've seen the the uh, mortgage applications decline. They're not going to hesitate. They're going to lay off or block up. People. You know, my mortgage lady just put a uh, in-ground pool in mm-hmm. in her backyard. Exactly. High, <laughs> there was high cotton for a couple of years there. Yes. Exactly. But um, they might want to kind of reassess how reassess much money's going yes. out. Exactly. So they might not have as much business if well, exactly. people aren't moving. Because people won't move. So the and other they thing. They won't refine. The other thing that's funny is typically in a recession, you will see what's basically they look at it as hourly wage. The hourly wage earning, they say, has increased by 5.2%. So that means basically inflation is running at 9.1, but yet you've only got your pays only yeah, stepped up by Good to know 5. it's only 2. going up half that. So it's half. But still, in, in a recession, that shouldn't – it should be zero or going negative. An hourly wage during a recession should be going down, exactly. but it's going up. But it so actually is going up. Typical recessions, uh, uh, people uh, get laid off and their pay goes down. Well – Currently, we're in a recession. Jobs are, are booming, Plentiful. 500 plus <laughs> yes. thousand, uh, and wages are going up. Yeah. So, so what they're saying is as this goes forward, we'll slowly see these layoffs start to, to kind of step up a little bit, by, just a little by little. Um, and what they're saying is they'll, they'll just some of these companies will just slow their hiring options. So that's the first step. Then it will be targeted hiring freezes, which will kind of be where just nobody, you know, don't hire anybody. We don't care. Figure it out. And then it's targeted layoffs. 
And then basically huge layoffs, like what we're accustomed to seeing, you know, where, oh, 5,000 people got shut down, you know. Right. So that's kind of what we're afraid of down the road, but it doesn't mean that the economy's chug-a-lugging along right now. So so that's the question of the day. White House says, hey, we need to change that definition of what a what a recession yeah. is. Question is, who who's really going to do that? The traditional definition so, is yeah, two got consecutive quarters. The president and, and the Democrats are saying, well, this isn't a typical recession. Exactly. And the Republicans are saying, well, they're trying to change the definition yeah. of a recession. <laughs> you know, recession is a bad word. Ex- oh, the, R, the dreaded R word. That's, dreaded yeah. R word. So, uh, you know, on – on both, I could see both sides. You can. I mean, the that's point you, of both sides. Don't say we're not in a recession because we are. Whereas this, this ain't your grandpa's and, recession. And you don't ever want to say it's different. It's not different. It's just weirder, stranger. <laughs> I mean, stranger. Yeah. so we've got um, inflation. We've got uh, post-pandemic. Yes, we've got a war going on still. Exactly. I can't believe that war is still going. Still on. going. Yeah. Um, the grain shipments uh, just started trickling out exactly. of Ukraine, so maybe that'll help things. Uh, but the gas prices, it's all, it's all, it's all intertwined. And, it, and it, it's just making this current recession look a, a bit funkier. It's, it's really weird. I yeah. mean, that's the only way to put it. Um, yeah, why don't you just, tell an economist from the 80s, hey, uh, in 2022, <laughs> we're going to be in a recession, but we're going to add jobs, 500,000 exactly. yeah. jobs. And you go, what? That's not possible. You know, yeah. Everybody should be laid off yeah. that many. The economists think, what yeah. are you guys smoking in 2022? <laughs> Um, so it's just it's it's weird. It's a weird time right now, and you know you can have somebody's crystal ball uh, predict just about anything mm-hmm. over the course exactly. of the next couple of years. So yeah. uh, just what would you recommend? You know, just kind of sit tight. And I think everybody, happens. if you if you're in a position, um, you have to sit tight to see what transpires. If you're really afraid of the future market, don't just panic sell. Figure out a, a game plan to strategy. get out of, or a strategy yeah. to get out of where you're yeah. at. Because that, you know, it seems like people knee-jerk reaction all the time. Exactly. They see a statement. They go, oh, my God, look at all the money I've lost. Boom, I'm out. I'm going to cash. What people forget. Walmart says shipping is slow. Oh, my God, sell. Yeah. Sell, sell, sell. (laughs) Well, the problem is, is if you're down, say you're down 10% on an investment, okay? And you say, oh, just get me out of it. And you sell. What what does it, or you say, hey, I'm going to hold that investment. Here's the counter side of it. <clears throat> what does it take that investment to come back to break even? And everybody says 10%. Mm-hmm. No, because you got a lesser dollar amount. So if you lost 10%, it oh, may take you 12 or 14% to come back to your break gains even. Are, you're already starting in the hole. You're starting 10% less. Yeah. So, again, if you do the math and start playing with it, you might find that, hey, it's a 12 or 13% increase to come back to break even. It's so interesting. I so, mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, paper losses – yeah, paper, actual loss. Exactly. You sell, it's an actual loss. Yeah. You and unless I mean, you're never getting that back. So that is what you've got to think through before you sell. But again, in the in current environment, the weirdness. If you have a five year outlook or a ten year outlook on the market, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Keep it's on sale. Put more money in it. But if you're going to retire in the next year, two years, I'd I'd seriously sit with somebody and figure out a strategy. On okay, this is what I'm going to do. I am I am 40 years old. You By the time we so talk, much time. <laughs> next week I will be forty-one. That's right. Ooh, baby, yeah. over the you've, all down you've seen my tax returns, <laughs> you've seen my bank statements, you've seen my checking account, you've seen my paycheck stubs. Yes. Uh, Jeff is predicting me uh, working another thirty years, <laughs> uh, which is fine. That's right. So 
Uh, I meet with you every six months. We yeah. go over what I'm doing. We make adjustments. But you're telling me day to day, just don't even look don't at even, it because yeah. I got another 30 years exactly. before I'm even going to cash it out. Not that you want to throw your statements in a drawer and never look at them. You want to glance at them. Just make sure that it's your account, your name. You don't see any weird withdrawals going mm-hmm. on. Uh, more from a security standpoint. Other than that, don't get mentally, emotionally involved in, oh, my God, I look at how the money I lost. Unless you're going to retire right. in two years. Five yeah. years out, two years out, exactly. one year out. This is when you really That's, need yes. to say, well, yeah. Where did I come from 30 years ago to now? Where am I and, at? And that's what a lot of people don't look at. We show, I mean, a lot of people, anybody listening will laugh. Every time that I lay something down, I go, green is good, red is bad. Um, and you'll see somebody that's been in the market for 10 years or more, maybe maybe half their portfolio is down, the other half is still green. Mm-hmm. And it's in huge numbers. Uh, S&P 500, if you've been in it for 10 years or 15 years, you're still up. I mean, now, granted, you've lost money from its highs, but it's not you're not losses. Right. So, again, that's, that's why I say time in the market. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market yep. is it. So, But, again, if you're in that small window where you're jumping ship in a couple of years, be very worried. I mean, 30 years from now when I go to retire, the Dow might be at 60. Exactly. Who knows? Exactly. I mean, there was, I mean, uh, what was his name? Harry Dent was a gentleman who predicted years ago, he predicted the Dow, I think it was Dow 30,000, and everybody thought he was nuts. Um, that was when the Dow barely was above 10,000. And guess what? It's at 32. It's yeah. a change. The future you know. is now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What an idiot. He, yeah. was, he, was, he was below. He was right on. <laughs> he was below the target. It's actually 32. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, it went from, um, you know, when Obama left, what was it, 11, 12? Yeah. And that was just, you know. Yeah. And just took off and ran. Ago. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. Time in market. So don't yep. panic. It's time in the marketing. Yeah. And don't, don't, do not re, knee-jerk react and just sell and run away. That's one of the, the big mistakes that you will make. Think it through. Right. Do the math on it. Math always wins. We are in a recession, but is a weird it's recession. It's a weird one. <laughs> they just added 500,000 jobs. That's yeah. a weird recession. So, so hopefully we'll be the second shortest recession on books. Um, first one was March of 20, and everybody knew what happened in 20. The world came to a screeching halt. Um, we went into COVID. a recession because mm-hmm. of COVID. Um, three months later, we popped out of the recession, and you know how 2020 ended from a market standpoint. The market had one of its best years ever. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. We didn't know what was going on for about two months. Oh, no. Believe and me. And then we went back to work <laughs> on our Zoom meetings yeah, and everything, and, Zoom, and everybody yeah. was ordering stuff from Amazon. Yep. So we were just fine. Um, So when we look at our current position, if you are getting cold feet because of the dreaded R word recession, give Jeff a call. Yeah. 636-394-5524. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's your money. You have to sleep at night. And that's that's what we're trying to help you with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's talking you off the ledge yeah. or pushing you over. Or pushing you over. <laughs> at least we're coming at it from a, an educated standpoint yeah. and you're getting um, some good advice yes. from Jeff. Keep what's yours, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor at Capital Advisory Group. If you if you are retiring soon oh yeah, and you're seeing a, a market outlook that you just don't know, well, let's take a look at what you got. Mm-hmm. What have you amassed over the past 30 years? Exactly. Um, and, you know, what maybe should come out or what yeah. should go over here, what should go over there? And, again, that the way to look at that is everybody just looks at their portfolio as one chunk of money. But you have multiple accounts. 
And the question is, is what is the purpose of that money? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of that account? What's it supposed to do for you? Um, And each one should have its own answer, honestly. Yeah. So uh, what's your money there for? Yeah. That's That's a question that you got to ask yourself. Uh, And you can have Jeff. Uh, help you we'll decide on what sit the down answers and are. Show you where you're at and mm-hmm. what what could happen and what couldn't happen. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine people thinking that they can do this on their own. There's a, a lot of people that do, and a lot of people that are successful at it, but they stay on it consistently. And what what we see is we see people that are like, "Hey, I did it the whole time," you know, and then there was some life event that took place, and they just got you know they got too busy. Uh, maybe they just lost interest, but that's your money. You yep. got to stay on top of it. So. Have Jeff do your taxes. Have Jeff look at uh, your portfolio and just see what kind of adjustments you can make. Even the people that, uh, you know, are sitting at home with the three monitors and they've got, their, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. everything. You, you should consult somebody to just say, hey, am I doing this? Yeah. Is right? this on the right page? Right. Exactly. Because we saw a lot of people that did trades in 2020 didn't realize that if they don't hold that investment for 12 months in a day, it's a short term gain. And it actually propelled them into that 37% tax bracket, yeah. and they were not happy. Here's the question. Maybe you did make some money. Great. Well, they did, but, but they how, gave a lot back. When you take it out, <laughs> the IRS comes a-calling. Oh, yeah, they do. So that's where the tax portion yes. comes back in. How do I, Jeff, how do I take this money yes. out? In, in a tax-efficient manner. Keeping more of yep. what's mine. Exactly. That's the name of the show, Keep What's Yours. Yep. All right. Talking taxes, talking the economy, talking recession, but in the next segment, we're going to talk the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, or as I like to call it, uh, Biden's Build Back Better Light. Yes, part three. Part, yeah. <laughs> Are we on four? I don't, I don't remember. Where's, where's Joe Manchin? Can we make sure that yeah. everyone's in the same room? In the same room, that's yeah. right. We Hopefully still, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it will be. So. It's sometime this afternoon. Yes. You know, maybe it's already happened. I don't know. I'll check my phone. Uh, But when we come back, we'll talk about it, what's in it, and how does it maybe affect us. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufel. I'm Josh Gilbert. Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. Give Jeff a call. Get an appointment on the books. And just have him look at your taxes. Have him look at your paycheck stubs. Have him look at uh, your 401K, what you got out there. Are you doing it right? Yeah. Is there more that you could be doing? Yes. So like my wife. Uh, we need her to be a little bit more aggressive because last yes. time I checked, <laughs> we're going to be working for another 30 years. For a while, yes. So I got yes. time for the market to run a little bit. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall on the Big 550 KTRS. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Advisory Group. Jeff is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor over there. Capital Advisory Group. 636-394-5524. If you want Jeff to take a look at your financial situation, if you want Jeff to take a look at your taxes, if you want Jeff to to take a look and say, where can we keep some more of your money coming from your paycheck, going directly into a health savings account, a flex spending account, money that you're going to spend anyway, might as well spend it with tax-free money. Tax-efficiently. Here's exactly what happened to me last year. We started the flex spending account. We socked away five grand um, for uh, our son's school. Okay, uh, we used it to pay for school. You'd have to pay it anyway. So mm-hmm. We used it to pay for exactly. school. We're at a twenty-four percent tax bracket. bracket. Yes, 
So $1,200, that's 24% of five grand is 1200 right? Yes. My math guy over here. Yes. $1,200 is what we kept. In your pocket. In our pocket. Otherwise, it was going off to the federal government as yes. far as, as income taxes off our paychecks. Exactly. You'd never see it ever again. And I used it in an account that I was going to have to spend anyway. Yeah. This is money I was going to have to spend anyway. If you got medical bills and you know you're going to have to spend them, save 24% yes. in taxes. So uh, the only way to do that, you could try to figure it out with your HR company. You have to go to your HR, your find HR out department. what's out there, what options you have. Or you can call Jeff and say, that Jeff, <laughs> give me the Josh special. Yes, exactly. There you go. <laughs> we'll call it that. I hope you get a phone call this week that asks for the Josh special. I'll be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Who is this? Um, Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. For about a year now, yes. we have been talking. President Biden has been trying to get something called Build Back Better passed. Uh, and it has gone nowhere. Nowhere. Joe Manchin has stood in the way. Yes. Uh, Kristen Cinema hasn't said anything. She is mum. I mean, mum's the word. With she her. didn't have to say anything. If Joe Manchin, the how the yep. Senate is fifty-fifty split. Mm-hmm. Joe Manchin said not going to happen. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Exactly. Uh, it wasn't going to happen. He finally signed on to a smaller, slimmed-down version. A very, very adjusted variation of it. Of Build Back Better. They're Mm -hmm. calling it the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Everyone cheered and said, finally, they're going to pass something. (laughs) And then uh, the brakes slammed on and said, well, wait. What is what is Kristen Cinema say? <laughs> and she ran to an elevator and said, "I'm not saying a word." Literally, jumped on the elevator and the doors closed, and that was it. And I think she jumped on a plane and flew back to Arizona. Well, that too. <laughs> uh, but she has finally come out of the woodwork and said, "If we make these adjustments, I'll exactly. sign off on it." And depending on what time it is right now in Washington, they're an hour ahead. Could or of us. could not be done. Um, we may or may not have been signed. Yes, they may go up. all weekend. Yeah, well, what they're saying. So I don't care yeah. as long as they're they're you know they have to work yes. on our behalf. They get to go on a what like a three or four week vacation. Oh yeah, all here. expenses paid, free fl- uh, flights, the whole shooting match. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're going on vacation, so they might as well pass something before they leave town. What is in the Inflation Reduction Act? <laughs> so basically, this is um, they're they're reflecting it as a down payment on deficit reduction. Uh, and to fight inflation. But the question is, nobody's quite sure the inflation side of that. It may take five years before we see the true offset of that. But what it's going to do is it's going to invest in domestic energy production and manufacturing. It's going to reduce carbon emissions by 40% by 2030, basically saying fossil fuel is going to be pushed out. Mm -hmm. This is all electric, uh, EV cars, so on and so forth. So there's, there's phases to it that we won't really explain just yet, but Electric vehicles um, its going to come back. That was part of the original Build Back Better. Um, We've been talking about this for a while. For a long time. I was shopping for a car. Yeah. Should I buy a electric? Couldn't. Should I get a $7,500 <laughs> yeah. tax so credit? So it was $7,500 tax credit. That's still in the plans. Um, depending upon what vehicle, you got to make sure that it's on a, a, I say, an approved list in a sense. They can't sell more than 250,000 vehicles a year. Otherwise, they get kicked off the list. Um, but this is something that's like, you know, solar panels for your house. I think the credits are going to come back. Um, insulation for your house, you'll get credits for that coming back. All that stuff was pretty much phased out in the last couple of years. 
Um, so, and then again, Medicare is apparently going to get to go uh, negotiate for prescription prices. Oh, that was a big so one. Yeah, the drug huge. prices. So, the, um, the other thing they're throwing in there is they're actually saying that it's originally they were saying a, a minimum corporate tax. So, you got to set the stage on this. If you are Walmart, GE, um, any of the Fortune 100 companies, you don't pay tax. Never have paid tax. You've got Loopholes. whole floors of lawyers exactly. working on your behalf, hacking away, figuring out how to make to sure don't pay tax. And if the loophole doesn't exist, they go and lobby. They go lobby and they Christian create cinema. one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what they were originally saying was it was supposed to be a fifteen percent minimum corporate tax. But the offset is if you're a business owner, and and I agree with kind of what they were saying. They've dropped it to one percent now. It's a 1% minimum tax. But what they're saying is that's not fair because there's stuff out there that's in the tax law. If you're a business owner, you use it for your advantage, which is basically accelerated depreciation. So if I buy a building, um, typically I've got to depreciate that over 40 years. Mm -hmm. I can compress that into two or three or four years max and take a write-off. Now, i got a tax issue once I get past the four or five years. But what they're saying is that's not fair because I still have a 1% minimum tax. So that's a whole thing to be debated. Uh, prescription drug pricing reform. This is the one that nobody's paying attention to. IRS tax enforcement with an asterisk next to it. <laughs> well, we've, t- we've talked uh, in the past that the idea is that they want to give a bunch of money to the IRS to update their computers, to hire more people, to be able to have someone answer the phone when you call them. Yeah, but this is not this is enforcement. And enforcement <laughs> is a part of it too because they're going to go out and hunt down all the tax dodges and tax cheats. Yes. And theoretically, if they spend um, you know, 80, uh, 80 billion, 80 billion, or 8 billion a year and they're over saying 10 years. Yeah, they're saying that they're going to bring in 124 billion dollars back. They'll find, you know, double or exactly. at least, you know, 75% yeah. of what it's costing. They'll get bring Find that and more yes. to bring back in. They, it pays for itself. But here's your issue. Your issue is this, is New York, New York Post uh, Thursday. The headline says this, 80% of new IRS revenue will come from small businesses earning less than $200,000 a year. So, so basically, they're going to go after the little guy because the little guy cannot afford to go hire accountants and attorneys to go fight them off. They're not so they're not going to go. GE famously doesn't pay taxes. No, for some reason. Uh, read the tax code. <laughs> uh, I guess it's in there somewhere. They have uh, a very but, good lobbyist. <laughs> right. They're not going after GE to pay taxes. Yes. They're going after the little guy. The little guy. The small business owner that makes less than two hundred thousand dollars a year because they know that they won't have enough money to hire a lawyer to exactly. fight it. Yeah, and they'll just pay it or negotiate some settlement if you want to call it that. Well, so, that's somewhat deflating. Uh, very. <laughs> um, so what they're actually saying is that somewhere you know, between 78 and 90 percent of this estimated $200 billion that they're going to you know, get um, are businesses making less than $200,000 annually. And what they're saying is it's between 4 and 9 percent is coming from businesses north of $500,000 a year. So at the end of the day, the bulk of this money, 80% of that's coming from... Nickel and diming yeah. the little guy. So, and well, then, let, well, let me ask you this. You specialize in small business taxes. Yes. Uh, you got a small business here in town. You need somebody to um, check out your books, make sure 
uh, where you're bleeding money, make mm-hmm. sure, uh, oh, if you're making a lot of money over here, yeah. how can we even uh, adjust, or adjust it to make it yeah. to grow even further? Uh, you specialize in small business. Are you seeing that small businesses are getting away with not yet? With not? <laughs> oh, you know, no. From getting away with stuff, no. Um, so are these people that they're going after, are they not paying their taxes? So there's there's two variations to look at. There's unrepo- under-reporting of your income, which basically means you make stuff go away, you don't report anything. Mm-hmm. And then the average person is not trying to cheat the IRS because they know on the flip side, what if the IRS ever comes knocking? Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to substantiate deductions that you're taking. You can't just randomly make up deductions and right. toss them on a return. Um, so that's exactly what's taken place, though, is if they come along and you're a small business owner and they say, hey, um, here's this deduction you took, prove it. Um, it's not quite an audit, um, even though another report that came out is saying that the IRS field audits are going to return, which basically coincides with this bill and the IRS being funded. But nowhere in there does it say we're going to take a balance of this money. We're going to actually go hire people to answer a phone, process paper, et cetera, et cetera. It's enforcement. But they're not they're not saying, you know, law, good law-abiding citizen, uh, small business owner, uh, we're going to come and, and mafia-style squeeze you if you're paying. From, from yeah. what I read in here, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it just says basically they're going after the smaller guys that make less than 200 grand that are small business owners. Okay. So there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, I have a business, um, and that's what we help consult people with, which is, you know, uh, are you really a subcontractor? You know, should you be an employee? Yeah, are you classified the right way? Exactly. Um, you know, are your employees classified the right for, way? For the best uh, tax benefits for you, but also to keep the IRS off your Exactly, back. exactly. So that's kind of what they're going to— How many times does somebody come to you and say, hey, Jeff, can you classify me as blah, blah, blah? And you say, well, that a would lot. be illegal. Exactly, it's illegal, <laughs> and we can't do it, and here's why. And right. I'm not going to lose my license because right. you know, to save you fifty bucks. So maybe all the more reason now for a small business to call Jeff Zufall, exactly, senior tax strategist, small business specialist, yes, at Capital Advisory Group six three six three nine four five five two four to say, well, if they're going to be enforcing and trying to nickel dime me, make sure that your ducks are in a row. I need to make sure that my my books are sound. Yes, I need to make sure that I'm classified in the most tax efficient way. And classified in the most legal way. Exactly. Out there. Yeah. I mean, there's people that are operating today, uh, you know, as sole proprietors uh, that make $500,000 a year. If the, yeah. They shouldn't be a sole proprietor. They should probably more than likely be an S-corp um, because there's some tax savings there. Um, nobody's ever explained that to them. Nobody's walked them through the process. And if the guys in the gray suits with the sunglasses comes a knocking on my flower shop, yes. I can say, here are my books. I'm uh, good to go. I'm good to go. Get out yeah. of my face. Sort of like that. But. Yeah. yeah I thank you, sir. Yes, Can thank I you, sir. Another? Would you like a cup of coffee? <laughs> Take some flowers home yes. to your wife. Um, so that's in there. That's a little uh, deflating. But yes. uh, at the end of the day, if you've got a Jeff Zufall on your side uh, doing your books for you, making sure that uh, you're profitable, making sure that you're classified in the right way, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, yeah, and the other thing that's in there um, is basically an extension of the Affordable Care Act. So ACA, uh, which is you know, which is Affordable Care, Obamacare. Um, oh, it's Obamacare. Right. Um, what it is is if depending upon your income threshold, the uh, U.S. Treasury will give you a credit for health care. 
So they will, in some cases, pay your premiums for you. But you can't make over a certain threshold, otherwise they ask for it back. And it's usually not a pretty sight when they do that. But they, there was talks of decreasing that, that uh, say, the threshold from income. They've actually increased it a tiny bit, and it gets extended for two more years. So some camps have, will be like, yay, that's great. Some camps are like, oh, that's not fair. Um, right. Again, that's a whole other debate all by itself. But they are going to help some people keep health insurance that might not be able to afford it. So I come to you, and we haven't had a discussion about health insurance, mm-hmm. Jeff. But I come to you, uh, you know, with my wife and my son and everything. This is us. This is our situation. Uh, if I was on uh, the Affordable Care Act, um, if I was using that, currently the Big 550 pays my health insurance. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Dorsey. Yes. Um, <laughs> but can you help us navigate that? I mean, obviously it's not within, your specialty. Yeah, within but, a degree. Right. Um, you've got to go on the website. The whole, the whole crux of the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, uh, was a, a, there's a tax. Well, it's not really. A, it, they had that for a couple of years where they would tax you. Mm-hmm. They would You would get taxed or penalized if you did not have it. Right. So the concept was everybody should have health insurance. Great concept. It's just how are you going to pay for it? And it turns out the federal government flips the bill. Um, but a lot of people cheated. Um, and in the first, say, four or five years of it, they didn't have a mechanism to get that money back. They just didn't have a mechanism. Now what they've done is kicked in the fact that if you get a refund, um, or well, let's, I'll back up for a second. If you said, hey, I'm only going to make 25000 this year, but yet you made sixty, mm-hmm. you owe all the premiums that they gave you a credit that for. That was a good back. year. Oh yeah, yeah, you had a good year. But you have a six, seven thousand dollar tax bill because they want those premiums back, right? So, but if your income's twenty five, you said twenty five, they pay eighty percent of your premiums. Everything's fine, right? Uh, I want to get to something that uh, I never paid attention to until we started doing this show. <laughs> I didn't know the difference between income tax versus capital gains yes. versus uh, whatever. Now that I know, I am seeing in the Inflation Reduction Act, one of the things that Kristen Cinema came back with, is it Kirsten? It's I think one it's of them. Kirsten. Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Senator from Mrs. Cinema. From Mrs. <laughs> Cinema. Senator from Arizona. Um, when, one of the things she came back with is uh, something about carried interest. Yes. And explain this in, in the most uh, dumbed-down terms. Simplest terms. Carried Simplest interest terms. is if you run a hedge fund um, or you have a partnership, um, basically what takes place is your income tax as an individual on that side, you get to classify it as a capital gain. So to back up for a minute, a hedge fund. Hedge fund typically might have a $5 million minimum. So you as an investor, Josh, Mm -hmm. shows up to the hedge fund, says, Mr. Hedge Fund, I'd like to invest in your fund. They say, great, write me a check for $5 million. You write them a check for $5 million. They're typically going to charge you 2% for that $5 million on an annual basis. And typically they get 20% of whatever profit they create. So you go, that's great. But as long as you make money, you're okay. Well, the trick is carried interest basically is a way they get to classify the income that they make. That they make. becomes capital gains. So they're way over. Believe me, you run a hedge fund, you watch Wall Street Journal, these guys are selling their Malibu house for $55 yeah. million. The hedge fund guys are buying football teams. Exactly. 
Um, but the way that they take their income, it's capital gain. So capital gain is either a 15 or a 20% tax, maximum of 20%. And even me as a person, my income tax rate, I already told everybody, is 24%. 24%. I'd love to classify my paycheck you'd as save, capital gains. You'd save 4%. But let's say that you make more than $615,000 a year. Which, which is what the hedge fund, hedge fund guys make. Guys make way more than that. Their tax rate is 37 37 plus a 3.8% excise tax. So technically, you really want to call it a 40% tax. They're paying 20 they're paying 20 because of this thing that's carried interest. It's, it's currently <laughs> out there. They have awesome lobbyists. The bill wanted to get rid of it. Yes. But Kirsten Cinema said, I'm not signing anything unless you get rid of that. Yes. And so here's here's an actual. She wants to keep this in place. Yes. She wants the hedge funds to be able yeah. to only pay 20% when they actually should be owing 40%. Exactly. So here's it's income to them. Yeah. It's income. It's but they a, can count it as capital gains. It's capital gains. So here's the quote. So she told donors at a campaign fundraiser on Wednesday night on Capitol Hill that it made no sense to squeeze the private equity industry with an increase in carried interest taxes, and according to a lobbyist who attended that event. And she said the inter- sorry, the, the industry will finance projects for the roughly $1 trillion infrastructure and $280 billion semiconductor bills, which they just passed. So you go, hmm, wait a minute. You know, this is their personal income. It's not what they're going to invest in. <laughs> right. Yes. This is their paycheck. So it's this their paycheck. is their operating expenses. Yeah. And the funny part is nobody realizes this, but the first debate, and, and again, so three administrations have tried to squash this bill. And nobody's it, does, well, it does seem like the richest of the rich, the hedge fund okay. guys, have been getting a huge gift. Huge gift. Huge, huge. gift. So two terms of Obama. So that's eight years. Trump administration, that's another four years. And we'll give Biden, what, year and a half? Yeah. A year and three quarters? They all wanted to get rid of it. They us. all wanted to get rid of Democrats it. Democrats and could. Republicans. Yeah. So that's what, uh, 15, 14 and a half years, we'll call it, um, that nobody could get rid of it. And it's, not, it's been discussed. Uh, the first debate between Trump and Hillary, five seconds in, the first topic was getting rid of carried interest. But – if anybody paid attention, nobody, nobody in America, 99.9% of the people that listen to that had not a clue in the world what they were talking about other than the cat fight that started right yeah, behind that. They probably started <laughs> talking about carried interest and then it went, it you know, went into, to the wayside. Because we all remember what those debates <laughs> were like. Exactly. But what, they, they both wanted to they, get rid of exactly. it, but they never really got around to it because yeah. they went off on a tangent. On a tangent, probably, yeah. And then uh, I, insulting each other. <laughs> exactly. But uh, this... This is something that, you know, you and me, we're looking at and saying, wait, you know, why I pay, are we giving? I got to pay ordinary I income. I have to pay income tax. Exactly. And only in a certain classification do I get to pay capital gains. But the bulk of my income is ordinary income. That's what I'm trying to offset on an annual basis. So she's giving a huge gift to her donors. Huge gift. People huge. who already have enough money that they don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Uh, and they're just getting, uh, you know. So uh, more kickbacks. Yeah. And Manchin actually was pushing to make sure that it got taken care of. But apparently they need her vote, she said, without, you know, without taking that out of the bill. So it's out of the bill now. Um, but that's carried interest. So right. anybody curious what carried interest was about less than uh, half percent <laughs> of the world would ever even stumble on that. If if everybody, you know, wanted to get rid of it, why can't they just. 
create the Carried Interest Reduction Act. Because the lobbyist group, because the hedge fund managers have the capital to go give their lobbyist tons of money. Do you want to get reelected? Go, yeah, you want to get reelected? Here's, here's some money. Here's some cash. Make sure it stays in there. Otherwise, Gosh. we won't give you any more money. It's really, you know, we know that this happens. We know it oh. happens, but it's really sad when you actually see it. In your face. Yeah. On the front page. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. So, yeah, so it's a 20% tax versus 37%, which is the top tax rate we have set, 376 be exact, plus a 3.8% excise tax on any income over, you know, did I say capital gains income yeah. or passive income over. So as I, as I read my watch now, it might be official. <laughs> Who knows? We'll get our Washington insider over yeah. here to see if everyone showed up to actually yeah. sign this thing. Uh, but it carries a lot of tax implications. Tons. Tons. Tons and tons. So, so here's where the rich get richer, literally, because right. they took this out of the bill. But yet in this bill is now enforcement for tax tax enforcement, and then they're going to go after a little guy to capture that those dollars that they need. And so. here's, here's the headline that pertains to you, boots on the ground, driving around your car today, listening in, in your pool, poolside, because I, I love the visual, <laughs> people enjoying their Saturday afternoons listening to us. The rich get richer. The rich mm-hmm. have tax code written specifically for, for them. them. That's this. However, one. people like me and you and everyone else out there, there are things in the tax code for yes. the little guy as well. There's a bunch of them. And unless you read the tax code, you'll never, never know, know what's there. there. And it's a very boring read, believe me. Right. <laughs> That's why Jeff is here. 636-394-5524 Capital Advisory Group. We can complain all day about the rich people getting their their tax loopholes, yes. but at the end of the day, there's also stuff out there for us too. Yes. So let's take advantage, take advantage of that. Of it. Yes. We can complain while yes. taking advantage of what's out there yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, and, and we can at least sleep well at night saying, yeah. you know, no, I took advantage of twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. What we could do. Yeah. Still curse GE for yes. not paying any taxes. <laughs> and um, about ten zeros behind it. That's there. Right. <laughs> that's there. Tax saving. I made twelve hundred. They made twelve billion. Um, so, uh, one other thing that I want to mention before we leave here today, because we're running out of time, uh, another crypto got hacked. Billion yes. dollars in losses. Yeah. So this is crazy. So this is like the third one. So, uh, Solania basically got hacked this last week. They got five point two million. Um, basically, were stolen. Um, just right out of their wallets. Right. Um, so what they're saying is, and then there was a, an additional eight million that was taken uh, uh, from uh, Elliptic that was taken early uh, two weeks or three weeks ago. Um, so basically, what they're saying is, it's basically this is the quote: "It appears to be due to a flaw in certain wallet software." That's their response. Yeah. So just again, imagine a, a bank came back and said, <laughs> there, said was a, "There was a appears flaw. to be yeah. a flaw. There was a yeah. flaw in your wallet." Yes. Um, so basically, this is what blew me away when I was reading this report, though. Um, it's proving to be a very rich vein for hackers um, to get into these wallets or even in the processing of moving money between wallets. Um, and they're saying that more than a billion dollars has already been stolen in 2022, mm. which is stunning because the question is, who is sitting in their basement who figured out how to steal a billion dollars of crypto 
Um, it just it's mind boggling. Yeah, if you got a kid living in your basement right now <laughs> and they have a their, Lamborghini, their Ferrari just showed up in the driveway. Yeah, be worried. Side, <laughs> you might want to call the IRS. Yes, something fishy. Yeah. But again, on. so anybody that has it, most people are like, "Hey, I'm gonna put money in it just because you know I don't want to uh, the fear of missing out." Yeah, crypto um, is fun. This is weird and wild. Exactly, but pay attention to what you got and where it's at. And you can call Jeff and say, I was thinking about going into crypto, but is there something else out there that's more secure? Well, yeah. And, it, and that's what it's just as fun. Yeah. It's, and, and again, it's, what it's, it's weird because I think people have catch, caught on. They're now figuring out, hey, we can't beat it, so we're going to just hack it and steal it. Right. That's what they're doing. <laughs> uh, and Steve, uh, speaking of hacking, uh, the online portal for the child tax credits that we had talked about uh, yes. a couple of years ago, a year ago or so. Um, that got hacked too. So apparently it did get hacked. So there's there's a report that came out from the Treasury Inspector General, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the IRS's you know enforcement side, if you want to call it for internal. What they're saying is when they rolled out this child tax credit online portal, so you go, why would you ever need to go there? A lot of people went there and they changed their bank account. They did an address change because um, they were they were paying us uh, three hundred bucks a month exactly. Yeah, you know, or more. child or yeah. more. Well, now it turns out that apparently there were fake websites that mirrored it to a T. It looked like the looked IRS's Just like website. the IRS's sites. And thir- they're saying, and this is the IRS reporting this, 1,300 taxpayers lost their identities because they went to the wrong website. Um, or somehow there were holes in this website yeah. and it let data out. Um, so you go, why in the world? But let's say that you were doing that. You Googled it because you were in a hurry popped it up and you clicked the button and it took you to a website that looked just like the IRS's. You entered all your information. It's not going to say, sorry, your password's wrong. It's going to let you right in. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I need to change my bank account. You change it and you feed them all the routing numbers. And they're just sitting there watching the whole time. They got it. Boom, you're done. So um, there's probably way more than 1,300 people that got hacked on this one. But just something funny. I mean, not if you got hacked. Sorry if you got hacked. Right. It's just funny that now later the IRS puts out a 15-page report saying, oops, we might have uh, not done this correctly. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> and if they're mirroring uh, web pages that look just like it, you know. I mean, somehow they'd have to be able – hopefully the IRS has somebody out there Googling it just like we would right. looking to see if there's mirrors. You, you know, never be too careful. Yes. Check the URL. Yes. Make sure you're not clicking on links. Crazy uh, links. Crazy that, yes. links anywhere. Um, so just be very diligent when it comes to that. Well, Jeff, we are just about out of time, but I loved recession talk, and I'm sure yes. we'll talk about that again <laughs> next week. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this time next week, uh, I'll be 41 years old. All right. Old man downhill. Old man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we can talk about uh, one year closer to retirement. Uh, when do I need to start worrying about uh, when to get your walker? Yeah. <laughs> or taking my money out. Yes. That's the question. So, uh, and we might, I'm, I'll, I'll be a year older and we year might wiser. have a That's year right. wiser and we might have an actual agreement on Capitol Hill about Hopefully something. we do something. It'd be the first thing this summer. So. Yes. Let's, uh, Congress do something. Something. Anything. Right or wrong. Just do right, something. Just do something. <laughs> it is. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory Group, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor, Jeff Zufall. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you. See you next week. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.